0: Hello everyone, this is Joni Nye, Clinical Value Analysis Specialist at Centricare Health. I would like to welcome you today to the ARM podcast entitled Data Analysis to Verify Clinical Outcomes for Product and Equipment Trials and Implementations. A process to identify which products and equipment should be reviewed to verify that they achieve the desired outcomes will be presented. As also mentioned in the previous session, I will at times refer to an online form that is used in our healthcare system to request analysis of products and equipment. I will also refer to a second online form reutilized for the follow-up or look-back to validate whether the desired outcomes have been missed. These features should be incorporated into any method used at other facilities as well. As a short summary from the previous presentation, Patient care needs and outcomes are the first and highest priority in healthcare settings, so determining the clinical criteria should be the start of the process for evaluating products and equipment. By starting with these criteria, the intersection of cost, quality, and outcomes can be obtained so that evaluation of the item is based on considering all three of these during the process from start to end, including the follow-up to ensure that the intended outcomes were achieved. It focuses a review, evaluation, and follow-up on criteria and outcomes agreed upon by clinicians to ensure that quality outcomes have been achieved in relation to the cost between different manufacturers. It is therefore imperative that a plan is incorporated that will identify the outcomes initially and then complete this process by doing a look-back to validate the outcomes. During completion of the online request form for analysis of a product or equipment, the requester or the person leading a standardization process needs to identify the desired outcome. The follow-up is then essential so that these identified outcomes can be measured and a report given to the appropriate group or groups. To do this, a process should be identified prior to the trial or implementation so that everyone clearly understands how the data will be collected. Depending on current reports, there may need to be changes down to current practices so that the data can be collected and be relevant to the product or equipment change. The use of the online look-back form just for those products and equipment that have been determined should be validated can be a beneficial tool for follow-up. A form that outlines the need for consistent information lends itself then to a consistent process for follow-up of identified products and equipment. It is important that the form has a good balance between requiring this consistent information and room for comments to ensure that the process is the same for all and yet to give any information that might be unique to the product or equipment. The form should give the same list of outcomes as the choices on the request form, including the abilities like to other in some areas. The baseline time frame that will be used for comparison after the trial starts needs to be determined so that it can be verified that the required data is available and can be accessed for the outcomes. This time frame should be determined after reviewing the frequency of use of the product or equipment, which is usually related to frequency of a procedure or serving a specific patient population. Prior to the trial or implementation, the unit, department or area should be determined so that the data collection is specific. This and determining the patient population may also be important in determining who to have included for the data collection. If outpatient, you may need to connect with other clinics and departments to determine how to obtain the data. After the baseline information is determined and data obtained, then the timeline for reports after the trial or implementation should be determined as well. You might want the time frame to be the same, but also have reports sooner to verify that there are no negative results being seen. For example, due to number of procedures or a very low current rate of issues like infections, you might need three to six months of data to verify that this product or equipment has resulted in the outcome desired. However, you may need reports must to that that is not resulting in any issues or concerns. There are several outcomes, of course, that are priority for healthcare facilities and should be listed on the list for both forms. When reviewing products and equipment for hospital-acquired conditions, the form should include the requester to indicate of the condition that will be addressed. For patient safety, falls and retained objects can be included, along with others specific again to a facility or department. For staff safety, reduction in needle punctures and back injuries are important and can demonstrate the cost-effectiveness of products specific to these outcomes. Length of stay outcome can address not only total hospital length of stay, but also length of stay in ICU or in a progressive care unit specifically to demonstrate the efficacy of certain products or equipment in these high-cost areas. Readmission rates can be tracked as outcomes related to certain product changes as well. Productivity tracked as decreased OR time or decreased staff time might be the identified outcomes for products that stay ease of use is the benefit of their product. Patient satisfaction scores can be used to look at validating outcomes of some products and equipment. And, of course, expense reduction is included and should be connected, though, to quality and other outcomes. It is important the goal for the outcome is also set prior to the trial. Examples might include identifying a percentage or number that should be achieved due to the product or equipment so that it can be easily measured. The criteria and outcomes should always be at the forefront during and after trials and implementation. Determining the outcome should be based on what has been demonstrated in the evidence. The evidence should also be used then to determine the goals for the outcome based on studies at other facilities, clinical expertise, regulatory information, and other evidence. When reviewing a plan for tracking the outcomes, it's important that it is as objective as possible. What is the data showing us as results for the impact to our patients, residents, customers, and staff? Can survey monkey questions be formulated in an objective manner while still getting some subjective information on satisfaction by requiring further explanation of items rated below a certain score? Getting the right data can be a challenge. Often this is a challenge because healthcare facilities have lots of data, but the reports or systems may not talk to each other. So it's important to identify reports currently available at your facility. Usually there are reports available that can be used to validate the efficacy of products or equipment through connections with departments like performance improvement. Having someone in PI dedicated to supply chain management initiatives can be very beneficial. The reports from the electronic medical record for documentation of use of certain products and equipment can then be connected to the outcomes. Use of the procedure or visit or admission codes can help to define the patient population when validating efficacy. There are reports produced for other reporting requirements, such as for infections and pressure ulcers, that can be used to validate outcomes. Again, it's important to define what is needed and from where prior to the trial or implementation. Getting data that correlates directly to the product or equipment usage can also be challenging. It's important that information is obtained on other changes in practice occurring in the unit or department that may impact the same outcome. Patient populations may differ at different times of the year, even on the same unit, based on seasonal reasons for admission or visits. If reduction of certain rates is the goal and the baseline is already low, it may be difficult to determine if the product or equipment is having an impact without doing an extended trial. It may also be difficult to determine if training had an impact and if it was sufficient for users to use the product or equipment correctly and to sustain use of the product or equipment correctly. Observation of staff using the equipment or products may be determined to be beneficial. Once data is collected, it is important that a process has been determined how the data will be reviewed and by whom. The baseline data should, of course, be compared to the data after the product implementation and to the goals that were set initially. The Value Analysis Committee that approved the product or equipment and approved the look-back will most likely be the committee to do part of this review or coordinate it. Since there are challenges with getting data and connecting it directly to the outcomes, there also can be a need for an additional clinical review that will assess this data in conjunction with any of the other factors just discussed that can also impact outcomes, practice changes, training, and other factors. The process may be dependent on who is on the value analysis committees and clinicians involved in the trials. Based on the clinical criteria and the clinical outcomes, a decision can then be made for next steps. The decision might be to implement further after a trial in one location, discontinue use, need to monitor further, do additional training, or other decisions. But it's important that it's based on the cost, the quality of the patient or staff, and the patient or staff outcomes. Thank you for your attention today, and I hope that this has been beneficial. For more education and resources like this, please visit the ARM Knowledge Center. Thank you.